Church of the City with Land of the Living on your victory, 91.5. They just don't get better than that. You know? yeah, That's that was... one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. And It's found in Psalm 27, verse 13. It says, I am confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I know the Lord's been good to me. Has he been good to you, Ray? Oh, goodness. Well, there's times where you, you just hit a wall. There's something going on in your life. I mean, it may be this coronavirus or something. And... You know, that verse reminds you not to fear, not to be afraid, not to assume the word. I mean, it's those moments, and I've been through some of those. And so that mm-hmm. verse just hit hit me in a time many years ago. It was just like, okay. And so when I first heard this song, I, it's been on repeat for me ever since. Mm-hmm. Just a Sometimes declaration. that goodness shows up, like in Romans 8, where it says he uses mm-hmm. all things for good. Sometimes yep. you see that goodness later on, it's like, oh, yeah. that's what you were doing kind of like these plagues that we were just talking about right <laughs> yes. so the, we, we see later on what it was about it was about letting people know that god is the one true god and we went through one through nine but there's one more that is really significant so tell us about that 10th plague right it was we just talked about the land of the living this is death so uh, the why why we have hope and joy is because we can live and and dwell in the land of the living and uh, by the way by when we get all done with this and one more after this one more break and then i'll work on getting the all my notes put up on our blog i'll get all of these breaks up on our podcast so if you want to go back and really look through and see what this coronavirus is about why it's not something we have to fear but why it's something for this day and season specifically for this passover so a lot of exciting things are coming but death um for us it's nothing that we fear but this night in egypt wow oh wow so the 10th plague is the death of the firstborn So here's the deal. Jesus, the Lamb, cannot save you without your cooperation. We're saved by grace through faith. God acts and we act. The tenth plague is the first plague that requires the Israelites to do something. Now think about this for a second. There is a a bit of foolishness that goes with the sacrificing of a lamb in Egypt. Did God ask the Israelites a harder thing than we realize when he asked them to sacrifice lambs in Egypt for Passover? It was an unforgivable insult to the Egyptians who worshipped them as gods. In Exodus 8, then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It's not right to do so, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, then will they not stone us? So of all the various gods that the Egyptians uh, worshipped, and I mentioned a bunch of them, they worshipped Ares and therefore abstained from killing sheep and held shepherds in absolute contempt. Because why were they messing with sheep? If you notice, that's why they, they, when Joseph first came to the land, and his brothers came to the land, he said, tell them you're shepherds. And they put them in Goshen, a land all separated by themselves because of this deal with sheep. So sacrificing the Egyptian gods and smearing the blood of their gods on their doorposts was an amazing act of bravery and trust in God. And they had to go grab these sheep and put them in their houses on the 10th all the way through the 14th. And that would have stood out to them because that's a Sabbath day. And that was the Sabbath for all time. So they're working. They're actually dealing with sheep on the Sabbath day. So that would have stood out. So to the Egyptians, eating lamb above all things, first you're killing them and smearing their blood everywhere. And now you're going to eat them. So abomination upon abominations. Joseph's brothers were fed separately from the other Egyptians. And he encouraged his brothers to list their occupation as shepherds in order to allow them to live in Goshen, isolated from the rest of Egypt. 
The astrological symbol of the month of Nisan, that is the month of Passover, is Aries the Ram. The 15th day of Pesach is the full moon. Can you imagine? They were slaughtering hundreds of thousands of their ram gods when it was supposed to be at the height of its powers. So once again, it's saying, your god has no power. Pharaoh was considered a god. So the death of his firstborn was the death of the son of God in Egypt. God's judgment was not against Pharaoh, but against the firstborn son of Pharaoh and every other firstborn. He didn't kill Pharaoh, right? Why not Pharaoh? Most likely he was the firstborn, but to tempt him to attack later to destroy the entire army in the Red Sea. He would go in thinking that he could not be killed by God because he survived the 10th plague. And he considered himself a God, right? So Moses releases and stops the plague as God directs him. Fast forward to the end of time. The tribulation is mostly against the Antichrist. Like Moses and the Israelites in Goshen, partnering with the Lord in prayer, the end time church releases and stops plagues as God directs. Now, if you go to Revelation, the, the plagues, the trumpets are hail, fire, and blood. Then seas turn to blood, death of the sea creatures, destroyed ships, bitter water from a meteorite. The sun, moon, and stars are struck and darkness comes. Locusts like scorpions the size of horses. All this sound familiar? Four angels bring death worldwide, not just in Egypt. Two witnesses preach, are killed and resurrected. There's an earthquake and war, dragons and two beasts. You got the 666 and the 144,000 redeemed. You have the great harvest, the wine press of the wrath of God. Whole bunch of stuff going on there. The rapture is at the end, not the beginning of the tribulation. Otherwise, the hands and feet of Jesus would be gone when the great harvest arrives. So that's my take on end times things. There's just so much to it, obviously. Uh, coming up next, one final break. Mm -hmm. We're going to taste and see that the Lord is good, quite literally, with his body and his blood. With communion, that is awesome. And before we have that, though, we have Wellspring by Leland. And as we know that mm. very popular verse in Proverbs, guard your heart is the wellspring of life. Everything you do flows from it. And so while we're celebrating Passover, it's out of our heart. It's out of our heart for the Lord that we're doing all these things. And we're going to guard that today. It's going to be a precious day. And that's why we're celebrating. So let's get into that song. And then we'll have one more break with Ray. We appreciate the.